Good Monday morning. I wanted to ask the question today of what are you doing with your all these things? Uh, we're going to talk about that for a few minutes. I want to first just thank those of you that have so graciously through the years given to the work of Reclaiming Hearts. Uh, we're a nonprofit, um, people-funded, friend-funded ministry, and so any offerings that we bring you, whether events or Monday musings, are all brought to you by the precious partners of this ministry. And so I just want to thank those of you that give. Uh, I've never taken a salary from the work in a ministry. It all goes back into the things that we do. And so if you've been ministered to through the years by the work of Reclaiming Hearts, I would just ask you to prayerfully consider if God may want you to partner with us in some way. But this morning, I was going to share a story that I've never, I don't think I've ever shared before publicly. Um, but back in 2020, when Philly and I got COVID, um, my, my mother-in-law calls it the COVID, when we got the COVID, um, I lost my taste and smell. Now, like many people, lost their taste and smell. And it was slowly starting to come back. And then all of a sudden, it went to a distorted taste and smell where the, the two things that I probably enjoy, enjoyed, past tense at this point, uh, in this life, taste-wise, were peanut butter, which I ate every morning on a piece of peanut butter toast, and Coca-Cola. Anybody that knows me knows I really loved Coca-Cola, especially McDonald's Coca-Cola. But for two years now, um, I've not eaten peanut butter or had Coke because for whatever reason, this parosmia, as it's called, which is a distorted taste and smell, uh, those things smell and, and they taste like they smell. They smell like gasoline, and that's what they taste like. And those aren't the only things, but those just happen to be the two things I enjoy the most. And then the rest of my taste and smell is greatly diminished. Um, so Philly has to taste the food I cook because I have over-salted food on more than one occasion and ruined a perfectly good meal. So it's changed much about life. I remember one of the things I really grieved, which may sound really silly, but when I got Gracie, um, it had been so long since I'd had a puppy and I knew Sophie's life was coming to an end and that we would get a new puppy and I was looking so forward to puppy breath and I never smelled the puppy breath. And when we planted landscaping here, I can't smell the honeysuckle or the gardenias. And so over at different seasons and moments in life, I grieve over that more than others. But when it all first happened, I had not long come out of a season of intense pain. It was a season of about two years of intense pain, and it was doctor after doctor 
physical therapist after physical therapist, shot after shot. Um, and it was a really exhausting season. And I remember one day after losing my taste and smell, feeling that mental flailing place begin to come. And I, I remember my mind going down that track of, okay, I need to go see an ENT and then I need to data. And if that doesn't work, I need to data. And I just felt that internal flailing. You know what that feels like in your story? Um, when you aren't quite sure how you're going to pay the bills or you're not quite sure what you're going to do with that child or you're not quite sure where your marriage is headed or what the next work opportunity looks like and you just feel that internal flailing. Well, that's what I started feeling and all of a sudden the Lord spoke Matthew 6.33 to my spirit and we know it. It's so familiar to all of us. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. And what I felt like the Lord was saying to me, and I believe it might be a message for quite a few of us this morning, is that I did not need to concern myself with how to figure out how to manifest healing in my body by doctor after doctor and experiment after experiment. That if I would seek first the kingdom of God, he could get to me whatever I needed whenever I needed it. And we've walked that faith journey before. But what I felt when he spoke that to me was this deep sigh of relief that it's not up to me. So I just wonder today in your own personal story, wherever you may be, whatever you may be facing, if you are feeling that internal flailing, it may even be with the events of our world because the enemy is really good at getting our imagination to project us in fear to the future. But what's so interesting is right after 33 comes verse 34 and it says this, so never be troubled about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. The day's own trouble is enough for the day. And I think what Jesus was saying is there's always going to be something to trouble us, to be concerned with. But all of that, right before that, all he's talking about is how much more we mean to him than the the birds of the air and how he feeds them, how he clothes them, how he takes care of them and provides for them. So what are your all these things? Are you flailing internally trying to figure out how to meet them? And what would it look like to take God at his word and just seek him Worship Him, rest in Him, enjoy Him, sit with Him, fellowship Him, and trust that He will take care of your all these things. Doesn't even the thought of that bring peace?
We live in a world with a lot of trouble. We live in a world where we face a real warring enemy but we face a more than capable God who can handle our all these things. So seek first, not second after the morning news, not second after trying to figure it out with your own way of thinking and your own way of doing things, not second, moving towards your fear and your flailings, but seek him first. If we seek him first, our hearts are far less apt to move to all those other things. And all the while we're seeking, he's working all up in are all these things that brought my heart a lot of rest. I pray it does yours too on this Monday morning.